Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Peter Pratt, back again, of course, daily. Who subscribed? Have you subscribed? If you haven't subscribed, hit pause, go and subscribe now. This is a daily podcast. They're coming at you Monday to Friday, 12 p.m. UK, 7 a.m. Eastern. Make sure you get subscribed. We are back and we are diving deep, deep into the Stallings trade, an absolute bomb from the Marlins. And, um, well, they had to give up some. They had to give up some some prospects. So I've only done what's right and brought in our prospect guru. Danny DeVivo is in the house from Swimming Upstream. Danny, welcome to Locked On Marlins. How are you doing, brother? Thanks, Pete. I'm doing amazing, man. Um, Good man. After only being invited... Uh, in like the 110th episode or something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> at Fisher, yeah, at uh, Fisher Cross the Pond. Um, I'm excited to be number three, man. There you go. Episode you go. number three. Well, I must say, no one can see this, but I can. Danny is looking tanned. He is looking, he's looking flames right now, considering it is, you know, December. And he's looking tanned. I'm looking white, pale as hell. It's the snow on the ground in England here. I mean, this is... <laughs> This is scenes, but you know, uh, Danny, just give everyone a quick intro to you. Um, you know, conscious that for locked on listeners, they may not have come across your work before. So give everyone a quick intro and we'll, we'll really dig into this Jacob Stallings move. Absolutely, man. Um, let's see. So I work very close, uh, together with, with Alex at, um, um, swimming upstream. It's, it's a podcast that we have about, um, prospects and just going deep really deep into the marlins farm system not just talking about the top 10 top 15 top 20 guys but going absolutely deep we even have a top 100 prospect list going um so so it's it's our passion it's what we love to do talking about prospects and um their road to the show um and 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 yeah man just i love this i love i love talking about about baseball, the Marlins, and prospects. Well, this is going to be a tough one for you then, mate. This is why I appreciate you hopping on because, listen, the Marlins, here's the news. Here is the headline deal. We had, we had, to, fill, we had to fill this catcher void somehow. We had to do it. The Marlins have gone out and have dressed it early, early in the offseason, acquiring Jacob Stallings from the Pirates, sending a three-player package back to the Pirates. Zach Thompson, one of my favorite stories from the 2021 year, but also two prospects in Kyle Nicholas and Connor Scott going back. So this is where it's going to get painful for you, buddy. There's going to be some prospects here that you like and that have gone to the pirates. So we're going to try and balance the argument here. Well, let's start with Jacob Stallings though, in terms of who he is, what the Marlins have acquired, then we'll get into what they gave up. And at the back end, we'll kind of round off with a, I don't know, a grade, the trade, and also a look at what it may mean for other catchers on, on the roster. So that's the plan from Jacob Stallings, mate. Um, how would you, how would you summarize him? Do you like the fit there for the Marlins? Do you like they've gone out and, and got him via trade? He's 31, three years of control. He, he's entering into year one of ARB. Um, for me, he is an elite defensive catcher. That's how I would summarize him. But what's your take on Jacob Stallings as a player and as a fit for the Marlins? Uh, Craig Mish, darling, Jacob Stallings. <laughs> <Yeah>. True. <laughs> Craig loves the guy. 
Yeah. Um, 31, but turning 32, I think, in a month. So mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say 32. That's that's the age he'll be next season. Um, and you're absolutely right. He is just elite. That's the word. That's the correct word uh, defensively. Um, I'd say a below average hitter. Um, so what do you say we go over his numbers and ranks? Let's start with, you know, his bread and butter, his defense. Again, it's elite. Um in a list of 21 catchers who sat behind the dish at least 900 innings between 2020 and 2021, Stallings ranks first by a wide, wide margin in defense, um, defensive runs saved mm-hmm. with 28. If you add up the second and the third place guys, they still have a smaller amount of defensive runs saved than Stallings. Wow. That's, wow. that's how elite his defense is. Um, so if any listener really quickly here is wondering what the defensive run save stat is, it's a, a sabermetric defensive statistic that indicates how many runs a player saved relative to the average player at his position. So zero is average. Anything above 10 is great. And everything above 15 is gold glove caliber. This guy mm-hmm. almost doubled it. Oh, and he also had zero pass balls oh. all of last year. <laughs> Mate, that was the one. I mean, and this is why I love it. The, the fact that they've just gone, the pass balls last year, it was ridiculous. And everyone was on that. Like, again, Craig Mish was, everyone was piling in on the pass balls. It was just, it was just obscene, the amount of pass balls. And the most eye-popping stat for me in, in the whole kind of uh, profile of Stallings, zero. Zero pass balls in 2021. I was like, boy, oh boy, sign me up. I am all in on stallings if that is what we're getting. But I mean, there's a there's probably other things to look at. But defensively, I think really what you're saying in summary here is he's the best defensive catcher in the league by some distance. Um, and I mean, where <laughs> where did the Marlins collectively rank? last year in comparison i mean you could have to probably scroll for some time <laughs> yeah i would need to check the list because i don't think any catcher made this list for the marlins because they didn't get that that minimum 900 yeah. innings yeah yeah um so so yeah i need to probably change the filters but not not well man because alfaro no. you know, wallach is good he wasn't amazing he was all right and alfaro man i mean he was better a bit better but it's still just not up to par. No. Um, As- one last thing there is 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 his um his arm. Uh, his arm and caught stealing results has been pretty much around average in the last two seasons by catching twenty five percent of runners. Um, but it's still man, is it's just again twenty eight versus second place is twelve. Like that's that's pretty much all we need to know about the upgrade defensively. It's insane. And what do you think? This is the, the thing I've been thinking about since is as the NL, we don't know this, but let's just make the assumption the NL becomes um, a DH league as well. With, with that change, how, does that change maybe how we look at catchers and the catching position? Because I always feel the emphasis has been around the offensive, the hitting production, because, well, you've always had the pitching spot. So all of a sudden, if you have a catcher that can't hit either, that's two out of nine that aren't doing anything. All of a sudden, if you've got nine hitters um, and one of them is the catcher, does it maybe change the way you look at that position perhaps? And and maybe you go defense first in that spot. Absolutely. Um, It absolutely changes it 
because, you know, a lot of people say, hey, you know, a catcher should just be a good defensive catcher and anything else is extra. Mm-hmm. I say that's I agree with that on a very good offensive team. If one through seven is amazing, oh, sure, man. I mean, your eighth hitter doesn't have to be great. But if you have a mediocre offense, right, mm-hmm. you probably do need to find a catcher who can, you know, who can hit the ball. Yeah. Um, which which I think segues us into his into into the offense part portion of it, right? And um, so as a hitter, compared to other hitters, it's safe to say that Stallings is is below average. Um, with you know WRC plus for 2020, 2021, 94, um, 100 being average. You know it's it's below average. It's not yeah. horrible. I mean Alfaro had like 70 something, right? It's an upgrade, but still average. Having said this though, for a catcher he's right around average I mean, yeah. compared to other catchers. He is a- average, not necessarily below average, but right average. So in the list of again, 28 catchers, at least 400 plate appearances during the last two seasons, Stallings ranks 15th in WRC plus 19th in OPS 12th in average seventh in OBP 24th slugging and 10th in, in, in K percentage. So these stats provide, I would say, a solid image of, of what his offensive profile is. Um, you know, solid plate discipline, doesn't strike out much, but has very little power. I think it's an excellent summary. And, you know, it's we need to make sure we look through the right lens at, at the offensive production. And the lens is comparing other catchers, not the other hitters in the league. And at the end of the day, the position is called the catching position let's make sure that the catching is spot on and it absolutely is. And do you think also the other, the other thing I've been kind of pondering on this is JT Riamuto being a Marlin for however many years, has that maybe, I don't know, slightly tilted our view of what a catcher is or could be like, we were just spoiled for so many years and we just expect to find other JT Riamutos, which is effectively the, the best has been the best catcher in baseball for a number of years. Like, do you absolutely. think that's kind of like tilted our view of catchers? Yeah, absolutely, man. JT, <laughs> he, he was amazing. He is amazing. You know, yeah. he was amazing for us. And he just, you know, he keeps getting better. He's just, you know, a stud. <laughs> he really is. No better way to say it, brother, on that one. <laughs> I, I'm really intrigued to see the way the way things play out with the Phillies because, you know, <clears throat> they've signed us the extension and there were some niggles last year injury-wise. And again, the DH oh, will man. create some opportunities for JT. I mean, he's still, he's an elite catcher no doubt about it but i'm intrigued to see the way his career pans out there in in philadelphia etc and i i personally feel that the phillies are on the cusp of needing to do something drastic uh, perhaps but we'll wait and see on that so let's see if they have the money because again they've been yeah. investing heavily you know harper wheeler um Romuto. so uh, we'll see uh with stallings though at the end of the day miami now has an anchor at catcher mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest takeaway. This is someone who can work with Stottlemyre to take um, our pitching staff, our amazing young pitching staff to the next level. And also work with our young catchers, you know, our Fortes, Henry, Banfield, Jackson, you know, and even Mac, so they can take up the job in, in a few years. And I don't know if, if, if Stallings is going to be our main guy for all of the three, you know, three seasons that he has, maybe it's only two and someone, Mm. one of the kids, you know, pops up and then he's our guy, but 
he's our guy for the next two years, man. And that's what we needed. You know, we needed that, that presence. So no doubt. Good stuff. No doubt. Completely with you. All right. Let's, let's hit the pause here. We're going to, we're going to transition into what the Marlins gave up before we get there. Need to get into built bar. Of course, uh, a locked on tradition, I think is probably the right description with built bar and really the holiday season. Let's grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, a built bar. I see what they did there filled with so much holiday goodness, rich, with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? So, so many options there for you. If you want to go and take advantage, get yourself over to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Woof. US ads with a UK twist. That's how we roll here on Locked on Marlins. I haven't yet, I haven't yet tasted a Built Bar, so that needs to happen soon. They sound amazing. <laughs> they absolutely sound amazing. And by the way, people, this is not pre-recorded. Our guy here records the ads <laughs> live, and I love every second of it. There we go. <laughs> I can see him rocking <laughs> in his chair, loving this. All right, buddy, this is going to come to the tricky spot for you personally. Um, let me just briefly summarize things. When I saw this drop on Twitter, the general vibe that I took away was a positive vibe from Marlins fans on Twitter, that they felt this was a good deal. Um, but I really want to lean on you, mate, to, to help bring to life what the Marlins have actually traded away as part of this deal. Zach Thompson, we know. I, I like the story, uh, but I think that was a no-brainer for them, dealing away from, you know, fringy pitching depth as part of a package here. Absolutely makes sense. But let's really dive into the two other guys, mate, in terms of Nicholas and Scott. Um, I know you were a little bit higher on both of these than the actual uh, pipeline had them. So just give us a brief summary in terms of what we're losing, where you rank these guys. And I guess when you package it all together, how does that offset the acquisition of Stallings? Absolutely, man. Um, Zach Thompson is the, let's call him the face of the return because he has logged actual major league innings and mm -hmm. he did well. And he has a comfortable floor as a middle inning reliever, I'd say is, is his floor at this yeah. point. But the actual keys to this trade are, are Scott, uh, Connor Scott and, and Kyle Nicholas. These two prospects are, I would say they're pretty similar to me, even though one's a pitcher and the other one is, um, the, the other one's a hitter. They're both 22, high draft picks. Um, they both have high ceilings and low floors. They're both probably starting next season at double A. And I would say more importantly, they're both trending upwards in their mm -hmm. careers. So in my, so, so again, at a, with Alex uh, swimming upstream uh, fish on the farm, we have a top 100. I have also, you know, he has his own list. I have my list and we do, you know, we um, average them out mm -hmm. to see who are our top 100. But I, so I have top 120 list of Marlins prox prospects and I had Scott Connor Scott at 12 and Kyle Nicholas at 14. So mm -hmm. pretty close, you know, at that point you can in pretty much interchange them. Um, 
so let's go through them, man. Kyle Nicholas. So when you think about Nicholas, you immediately think stuff. That, that's, you know, that's, that's what comes up. Now, this guy will dominate hitters. 12.36K per nine um, rate, which is very, very good. Nice. The reason why, why I say he's trending upwards is because he actually struggled at high A, you know, his first season after, after the short in 2020 draft, when, which was when he was picked. Um, he was promoted to double A, maybe not deserve, he didn't really deserve the, the promotion, but I mean, he's good enough to try to see what would happen and dominated at Pensacola. So it struggled at high A, but dominated at double A, finishing at double A with a 2.52 ERA. So, so you can just see his projection. You know, he yeah. throws his fastball in the mid to high 90s, uh, also throws a hard, sharp slider that touches 90 miles per hour. The question with him, um, is still his third pitch, you know, is he, is he really going to get that down and really become a starter and his control because, you know, walks still too high. Um, and if he's just go, going to be able to go in deep into games. So a lot of question marks for him, yep. but that the ceiling is just so good. Sounds it to me. I mean, when you start to piece those numbers together, <clears throat> it sounds like a guy on the rise. I mean, bloody hell, this, this double a, pitching staff last year at different times it was absolutely loaded wasn't it i mean it was just crazy, stud after man. stud after stud in double a it was wild but you sat i mean those numbers you've mentioned there combined it just sounds like a real nice prospect there things to work on but you know where did you have him sorry 12th or 14th i had him at 14 14 okay cool yeah where do, what do you see yeah. with Scott then? You had him at 12. Um, he was a former first-round pick for the Marlins. I think the first-round pick uh, for when Jeter, the Jeter ownership period or the Bruce Sherman ownership, um, it was their first pick, right? So that's, you know, that's right. interesting in itself that they have moved one of their picks and the first-round pick. Yeah, well, this is a guy I've always liked. Mm. His, his pro career started very slow. You know, he was challenged a lot, you know, like unnecessarily sent to to a ball as soon as he was drafted as an 18 year old um you know and then challenged 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 and you know he's you know, like you can see the tools have always been there but the results not really so in 2021 the results finally started to come along in in 435 this is at high a um in 435 plate appearances he had a wrc plus of 112 uh, with a 276, 333, 446 slash line, that's a 779 OPS. Um, the key for me, though, because I mean that's that's a fine season. That's that's mm -hmm. good. You know, 12 points above average is, is is fine, but it's not wow, you know, crazy good. But the key for me were his final two months of the season, where he showed exactly what the Marlins hoped they had, you know, when they drafted him. Three four in those two months, 314 average, 353 OBP and a 547 slugging for a 900 OPS. I honestly believe that that's closer to the Connor Scott we'll see moving forward. Yeah. He has been trending upwards his whole career. You know, he started really bad. Next season was better. And this last one was much better. Um, so again, trending up and I don't see that stopping in, in Pittsburgh. You know, he's, no. he's always had the hit tool. His power is, is, is trending. He can field, you know, play center field. He can run, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll steal 20, 20 bases in a, in a full season, at least. 
Um, so he has the tools. He just needed to put it together. And I, I think he will. He's still a prospect. You know, he may fail. You know, his he doesn't have a high floor, but he has a high ceiling. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, at the end of the day, it, it definitely hurts to see these guys go. But neither, neither of them are top 10 Marlins prospects right now. You know, they were expendable. That's the word. You know, it hurts yeah. because you're always, you know, I've been following these guys since they were drafted, right? Both Nicholas and Scott, but they're expendable. You know, Nicholas looks great, but they're at at least 10 starters in the Miami organization and you know, counting the MLB starters above him in terms, in terms of who the organization is higher on. Yeah. You know, you have your big three <clears throat> in the major leagues. You have Eliezer. You have Sixto, you have Ed, you have Meyer, you have Eater, Eurdy. Like all those guys, they're above him. And yeah. you, we pretty much knew McCambly or Nicholas were going to be traded, maybe even both because of the, the depth that we had, have. But um, it hurts, but it's, it's a good move to trade him. You know, and, and with Connor Scott also, I mean, it looks like he'll be very good. I, I really, I honestly feel that, that he's, he's going to be pretty good, but there are also several outfielders above him. You know, we're signing free agents. It's a good sacrifice because we did need a catcher. You know, we didn't, you know, we didn't need that anchor. I thought exactly the same. When I looked at the guys, not knowing them in the depth that you do, but the positions, it was where we traded from knowing, you know, arms for days in the system plus outfielders there's tons of outfielders as well knocking around and we're adding in like you said some free agent moves as well so you know all of a sudden you you, you can trade away from those two specific spots outfield and starting pitching for me makes a lot of sense to go away and acquire what we don't have right now anywhere near the top of the system in terms of the the age um anyway with with mlb catching um really obviously they acquired a couple of guys too in alex jackson and um obviously nick fortez had a go towards the back end of the season um peyton henry had a couple of games as well right so you know there's a few guys there but no one proven and no 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 elite catcher that jacob stallings is so all in all i think it it feels i can see the pirate side for sure i can see why they were interested because the bit that you, you shared there is both, well, Zach Thompson, Scott, and Nicholas, all trending. All have trended. All have had good 20, 21 years and are progressing a level and are at the you know a stage where their development could really kick off again. They could skyrocket. And who knows? Of those guys, which one do you think is most likely to hurt the Marlins when we look back in five years' time and go, Boy, oh boy, we got fleeced on that deal. Stallings was a bum and this guy <laughs> flashed. Not that Stallings will be a bum, but you know what I mean? Which one do you think has the most likelihood to be a superstar out of those three? Yeah, I'll stick with my list. I'll say Connor, but it's it's yeah. not Connor Scott. I mean, I don't think it's it's extremely close. I mean, Kyle Nicholas can turn into an ace if it, if, if it hits, but you can say that about a lot of pitchers yeah. at the end of the day. You know, he's still a prospect and he has a lot of question marks, extremely high ceiling as i mentioned but you know he could also be a bust you know he does his floor is is not very high um but connor scott you know i i, I he like we've seen all the tools you know he doesn't strike out much either which is something that we do need in our offense we, do, we did need in our offense um so i think i think that it's starting to click for him uh, yeah. we'll see next season if he keeps trending upwards but um 
I think if someone hurts at the end, it's, it may be him. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I was a bet man, I'd probably go with probably Connor Scott too. I just feel like a first round pick, young high school kids, you know, progressing. Nice outfielder, has all the tools. I think he's probably the most likely, but okay. Well, before we get into our grade of the trade and also what it means for the other catchers, let's get into some other betting pieces and bet online. BetOnline has got you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50%, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, you know, not soccer, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online, fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's round this baby off. Let's look at it objectively now we have all the information to hand we know what we're getting with jacob stallings we know what we've given away where where's this land for you what's the grade that where things land before i ask you to give that one other final question on this one do you think there was reynolds discussion within this trade it reynolds didn't happen but what do you think the likelihood is they were actually talking about reynolds plus stallings as part of this overall package. <laughs> I absolutely think they asked. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, they absolutely asked, but yeah. you know, the, the Marlins, we've known from the beginning that they are prospect huggers. You know, they love their prospects. Yeah. Um, Reynolds is not going to go cheap. So if they're going to start asking for packages with Max, Audi, and some other of our top guys, it's a no. You know, they, they may trade one of those, but I don't see them making a deal, including, you know, three of their top five prospects, which is probably what, what the Pirates were going to ask for them. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's the ask. Are the Marlins going to do that? I just can't see, I just can't see it with this type of organization and the prospect talking that we have. Listen, you're a prospect talker. I'm a prospect talker now too. As well. <laughs> I, Uri Perez is my favorite prospect that I've never seen. I was listening to Aram Layton talk with uh, Eli Sussman on a recent uh, Fish Stripes pod. And uh, Arab's description was sensational. He said he went to see him last year at some point. He wasn't even pitching. He just came out and delivered some balls, I think, to the umpire. And he said he, he was shocked by his size. He said, the guy looks like he's on stilts. He actually looks like he's on it's stilts. It's crazy, man. I mean, he yeah. went to the, um, to the you know, they celebrated kind of the best pitchers in, in, in our minor, league, minor leagues at the end of last season. Yeah. And he came out and like Sandy gave him the trophy or something. He's like a head taller than Sandy Alcantara. Wild. I mean, it was nuts. It was wild, man. I mean, wild. That guy, you know, anybody who has listened to Swimming Upstream know how much I go crazy with yeah. him. But I mean, this is like sky is the limit with Eudy Perez. I mean, I can't say that enough. Like, I'm, I'm totally, mate, you not got me trade him. In. When, whenever I hear that name, I just think of, Daniel DeVivo. That's what I think. As soon as I hear that name mentioned anywhere, it's what I think. Because you were on him at least two years ago, if not before that, um, telling me, Pete, 
look out for this dude. He is going to be sensational. And last year, listen, he, if there's one emoji you could use, it was the rocket emoji. He absolutely rocketed through. It was, it was stunning, but we're going off course here. Let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this Stalins trade. What, where do you, where do you land on this from a Marlins perspective and the Marlins front office? What grade are you giving this one? This is a solid trade, man. I'm going to give it a B plus. B plus. Nice. B plus. Nice, nice trade. Just, just to kind of slightly go back. What did you, what did you, Trade, uh, trade. What did you grade the Avi Garcia deal as well that dropped the day before? A minus. A minus as well. See, I like that one a lot. Me too. Me too. We well. talked about that yesterday. And yeah, we we like that one too. So Marlins are making the right move, seemingly for you, for me, uh, for many of Marlins Twitter. Everyone's bought in. So um, solid B plus for for Stallings. I'm with you on that. I think I think a B plus. A minus feels right to me. Um, I think it's a great trade. I think it's a perfect piece that the Marlins need right now. The controls there, the the price isn't high. The, they traded away prospects from depth areas within the system. Like it all just kind of makes sense. It um, does. And I think you know, with any prospect, they can they can flame out or they could flame. You know equal measures really so we just don't know what will happen with those guys we wish him well zach thompson in particular i absolutely loved his spirit his energy um, and i thought he was a legit major league pitcher last year like he came in and delivered so i wish him well and the, and the two prospects too so um what is it just to kind of finally wrap up then buddy what does it mean for the catchers that are currently on the 40 man um they may not be for too long we've got the non the non-tender deadline coming right up um, you know, there's four catches on there, but what do you see it meaning for these guys? Who's, who's not going to be around next year? Before that, I mean, isn't it fun to be on the um, other side of these trades being, <laughs> being finally being the ones who get better at the major league level? I mean, it's fun, right? I mean, it's, it may, I, I put it out there yesterday on Twitter saying, I feel alive. I felt alive <laughs> that the Marlins were buying. They were buying someone. I was absolutely loving it, mate. It was just oh, sensational. I'm sure you were feeling the same, right? Definitely, man. I mean, all we want is, is for that team to get better. Finally, just some sustainable uh, winning. And, and I mean, they can't stop now. This isn't enough of, a, of, a, of an offseason. They still need to add more. They need to be creative. Um, you know, fill those holes that were left. But, 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 but yeah, they, they started out well. Um, I want that payroll to increase a bit more and see yeah. if we can get some, uh, some great, solid stud player by a trade. Yeah, me too, mate. I'm I'm excited to see where they go with it. They there is going to be a stud player arrive via trade. I, I'm absolutely mm-hmm. convinced of it. Um, that's that's everything that you're kind of hearing and feeling is that there is a, you know, Stallings was a great start. Um, as was Avi Garcia from a free agency perspective, but there's a bomb about to go off that is going to ripple through Major League Baseball just as a lockdown Agreed. kicks on. Mate. So <laughs> I love it. Okay, before so sorry, this, this one it was my fault. I was the one who went through to the tangent, but <laughs> <laughs> to respond to to your your question, uh, Alex Jackson, uh, Peyton Henry, Nick Fortes. Am I missing someone? Georgie Alfaro. Well, no, Giorgio Alfaro, I mean, he is not going to be tendered today. 
I mean, I think, yeah, in a couple hours, we'll find out if he was traded or if he was non-tendered. Because tonight, uh, well, yesterday, the people who are listening, yeah. is the um, the um, the deadline. So by the time you're listening to this, uh, Alfaro is probably not going to be not going to be a Marlin anymore. He's either a free agent or with a new team already. Yep. The other three, um, they're just going to have to just go to spring training and kill each other <laughs> to see who is going to be the backup catcher. They're really just going to have to fight it out. I really like Fortas. I've heard such great things about Peyton Henry. Um, and, you know, Alex Jackson has the power, but right now he just looks like another Alfaro. Yeah. Um, you know, he, good, he good just summary. didn't impress at all. <laughs> I, I think that's a fair assessment. Fortes is the one that really kind of grabbed his chance, didn't he, back end of the year? I mean, absolutely. bombs galore. He's never shown the power at that level. I don't think in the, in the, in the minor leagues, all of a sudden he arrives at the major league level and is the hottest hitter in the league for the last, the last week. It was, it was insane. He he had an amazing season, man. He came, he came into 2021 being a really low level level top 50 prospect, but he like really, you know, he's in the twenties now, maybe high twenties in terms of prospects lists, Yeah, but he's, you know, he's turning heads and he's part of the conversation now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I believe just to kind of round this up, Georgie Alfaro will be gone from the from the, the 40 man by the time this drops. Uh, I believe they'll look to trade him. And I, I think someone will trade for him. I think someone will take the chance and think, OK, great, we'll, we'll pay the two million arbitration and we'll just try and work on the tools, see if outside of Miami we can do something different. So I think we're going to trade Alfaro somewhere for a very negligible return. Clearly, um, the other yeah. option is, um, you know, uh, you know, so it is going to it's going to be a play to be named later or something, you know, that we don't even know, but I think Alfaro will be gone. I'm intrigued to see, uh, like you said, the backup catcher situation, but you know, Stallings will drop on there, Alfaro off, and then they've got other decisions to make as well. Um, in terms of, you know, some of the other guys, I think clearly the Lewis Brinson decision is, is one. And I also feel that this is the end. I know Sean yesterday felt that this is the end for Lewis Brinson and uh, will likely be non-tendered. I don't want to agree because I have a Brinson jersey and he kind of <laughs> has been someone I've rooted for throughout. So I'd be sad if that happens. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not wishing for it, but I can definitely see that happening. Um, but, you know, we'll wait and see. There's other guys on the 40 man that I think could be moved even before Brinson should be moved, to be honest with you. Um, but I don't think we've got time to get into, <laughs> into that one for this episode. We're about to have a lockout in a day's time. So it's probably a good time for a 40-man spring clean uh, podcast uh, episode or two. So we'll get into that. Exactly. Someone to keep in mind is a decision, big decision is Jesus Aguilar. Yeah. Big money um, for Aguilar, right? Yeah. He may be non-tendered or traded. Um, again, everybody's laughing because right now because they already know what happened listening to this. Exactly. <laughs> but um, that's, a, that's a really important decision because he's a 7 million plus. Exactly. Big money for Aggie. Uh, perhaps they looked to, to trade him. Um, I'd be surprised if they simply non-tendered him, um, having not traded him at the last deadline where I felt like he he could have Agreed. given something. So my assumption is there that they do tend to tender him, particularly with obviously BA struggling, Coop coming off, um, you know, some, some injury problems too. So wait and see, like I said, everyone's going to listen to this and already know what's happened and we're going to sound dumb probably. But anyway, we don't have crystal balls. 
Uh, this is pre-recorded, um, so it is what it is. Daniel DeVivo, thank you so much, buddy, for finding the time. Where can anyone find you on Twitter uh, if they are not already following you? And they should be, and they probably are, because you are Marlin's Twitter champ of 2021, if I recall correctly. <laughs> good times, man, good times. Um, uh, yeah, Twitter, it's just at my name, at Daniel DeVivo, D-E-V-I-V-O. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you're here, it's because you love baseball. But if you don't like baseball, don't follow me <laughs> because you will get bored immediately. It's only baseball on that on that account. Absolutely. I'd be shocked if there was anyone that was at the <laughs> back end of this pod who doesn't like baseball. I mean, you know, my wife started listening to episode one and she said she got 10 minutes in, which I was impressed at, to be honest. But anyway... <laughs> Daniel DeVivo, I appreciate you hopping on, buddy. Second guest on episode three for me on, on Locked on Marlin. So I appreciate you, buddy. And I appreciate as well, I just want to call it out. I've had so many DMs and messages um, of encouragement. I really appreciate everyone. Uh, like I said, this is a learning curve for me, uh, but I'm embracing it. Don't forget, this is a daily podcast, Monday to Friday, 12 p.m. UK, 7 a.m. Eastern. They are dropping Monday to Friday. Hit the subscribe. Make sure you get it straight on the device. And also... Thank everyone for tuning in, making Locked On Marlins their first listen of the day. If you are now looking for your second listen, Locked On Bets is the place to go. Daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Guys, I appreciate the time, and I will be back tomorrow. Appreciate it.